Nice is fun. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, 11 9, November 9th. It's uh, what the hell's today? Wednesday, Tuesday? I don't even know what day it is. I wish it was Friday. Wednesday. Holy shit. Uh, 1 10 p.m. Central. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Make sure you can hear us okay. Make sure you can see us okay. Uh, joined by Alexander Mertz, Ross Gerber, Gary Black. Thank you all very much for joining me today. Um, yeah, let's just get uh, diving right away. Alexander, let me throw it over to you. Uh, I know you have a few things you want to prime the conversation with, and we'll make this a conversation. So uh, go for it. Sure. So my interest on having this call today was really understanding why Ross invested in Twitter. He's been very vocal. He's been very vocal last week on Bloomberg. So I listened to that three, four times, brought up more questions. Oh, and as God. I had questions, I, I started discussing them with Gary and Gary said, I have more questions. So I said, come on, <laughs> join us. And there he is. So um, yeah. Ross, explain us a little bit. Why did you invest in, in Twitter? Let us know. Why did I invest in Twitter? Well, if Elon calls you and says, do you want to invest in Twitter? You say no? Yeah. Well, Gary, that's why you're Gary and I'm Ross. Maybe. Not losing money, but anyway. Go ahead. It's not always about money, Gary. It's not always about money. You know, it's about backing the person that I backed for eight years and for good or for bad has helped me tremendously in my career and supports me. Truthfully, he's given me access to technology and understanding Tesla that I think very few analysts or investors have had um, from being the first person to sell factory, being the first person to drive a full self-driving car, being the first person, one of the first people to get a Model 3 or a Plaid, whatever it may be, I feel like our relationship, although it's kind of a weird one because we're not really like friends, but but I feel like our business relationship and the success I've had backing him is all I need. So I don't invest like Gary. I, 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 we own a lot of the same companies actually. So it's not like we're that different, but I very much value the people much more than the numbers. And I just bet on people and I have my whole life and I'm going to keep betting on Elon until he dies. That's it. Yeah, he calls me up. He gave me the opportunity. I, it's not like I invested a ton of money. I didn't even have a chance to invest a ton of money because there was no time, to be honest. And I literally was like, this is the worst pitch I've ever heard. You know, it's like literally the worst pitch. And they, and they started the pitch like, mm -hmm. this is the worst pitch you'll ever hear. You know, and I was like, yeah, considering the guy doesn't want to buy the company and now he's being forced to buy the company. And now you're calling me to invest in the company. The guy doesn't want to buy and he's being forced to buy. We we're like, well, yeah, but now he now he wants to do it again because he has to. <laughs> and I was like, great. And, and that um, was like no, last like, minute. No, no, I mean the the courts pretty much ordered him. You know, it's like you bought the company, so you know you mm -hmm. can fight this all you want, but it's yours. You know, um, so he realized that that was the reality, and he obviously had a reason to buy it in the first place. And I think he justified in his mind the issues he was going to have to deal with either way and he wasn't going to get out of it so he he's like i'm all in then you know he kind of seems to be an all in or all out kind of guy <laughs> i mean yeah. you, you've known i have money to lose fortunately and and i'm yeah. willing to invest uh with people i who have made me hundreds of millions of dollars i'll mm. i'll invest i'll try again so 
so from my standpoint, I'm guessing then that your your sort of uh, confidence level that this in the long term will be a successful investment is high, and that's why you've really been invested in it in the first place. Is that um, my confidence level about in Elon is as high as it is with any person running any company in the world. I think just even as poorly as he's done at Twitter, the one thing he's done amazingly well is actually work. You know, I hate to say it, but the culture of Twitter was broken. The, there was no vision. Parag is a disaster. The company had has enormous potential. And he's dived in. And the mess he's making right now, it's messy, but they're working hard. At Twitter. So did you see a business? Did you see the business plan? Did they do they really have a plan, or is it just <laughs> navigating at view? Trust me. Yeah, their plan <laughs> is. Tell us, Gary. I think that <laughs> their plan is you're watching it in real time. Mm. Yeah. Can I correct navigating something? Can I correct something because Ross attacked in the beginning? We bet on people too. We evaluate the management team, but we're not one dimensional. We try to build a forecast. We look at mega trends. And so no, I, I get that. When, yeah. we, when we I buy something, we have to trust the management or we won't buy it. But that said, we could love the business, love the management, but you know, we just don't think it's right at the time because it's too expensive. We're not going to buy something. And the problem with Twitter, it's a dumpster fire. I mean, it was being overpaid and buying it for 44 billion. It's not worth anywhere near that. And at this point, you know, where we are today, you know, they they <laughs> The advertising. Yeah, I, I would argue that Twitter's worth twice as much as it was before Elon took. You it. would, well, for you, sure. You've gone now that Elon forth. owns Twitter, it's worth twice as much. Okay, but Ross, you've gone back and forth on this. I mean, you you were against it, and you're for it, and then he asked you to be in it, so then you buy it. So we've been against it since day one, and we thought it would be a distraction. We told people that back that in April, it's become a distraction. And the first week, you know, I listened to the call that he was just on. That was not a good call. You know, he, he basically said advertisers need to be more adventurous. Well, th that's not the way he doesn't get advertisers. Are. You're right. Advertisers are like PMs. They hate noise. They, I know. They, they worry about product adjacency more than anything, which Elon didn't really address on the call. And then, you know, look, we got we got 50 percent of the people leaving, which is not a bad thing because he's got to pay the bills. I get that. But he didn't really do a lot to make advertisers who the call was for feel any better. And then no. he threatens them. And you can't threaten an advertiser. That just, no. it just, it goes against every common sense bone in the body. So look, you might have his ear. Hopefully you can tell him, stop threatening the advertisers, hire somebody in who's got an advertising marketing background to run the place and go forward. I, I mean, I'm I, I wish this I'm would scared get I put me in charge of Twitter. They, they, you know, Ross, that's not a bad <laughs> exactly. idea. Do that. What do you mean? That would be the smartest thing he could do. Except I, that it would be no money that. I would take to do it. You know, yeah. Look, like the, I mean, you'd be like, I'll give you a hundred million. I, I, I'd have to think about it. You know. You know the the <laughs> problem is if, if you know if you look at the math through the first six months, they brought in two point two billion dollars of ad revenues. They brought in one hundred ninety five million of subscription fees. And what have you heard? The first week, all they talk about is subscription fees. And meanwhile, if you lose, let's say even I don't know a quarter of the advertisers. That's a billion dollars a year. You yeah, why do you think up. he just sold the stock? Huh? Why do you think he just sold his Tesla stock? That wasn't to fund the deal. No, why did he sell? Because he's yeah, got exactly losses he now. Exactly what Gary's saying. I disagree Gary? with you, Ross. 
I think he had he needed about five point four billion. Gary, I I I've saw the list who's invested, and I can't tell you who it is, but there every major institution's involved. So there okay, was plenty of institutional saying, investors. Hold on. You're saying he's selling the stock now because he already has to fund Twitter. They had six billion of cash at the end of June. Why does he already have to fund Twitter? I don't know. No, no, he's backstopping now. Now he's got to backstop himself for sure. Like, but why today? Why now? No, it was last week. At the worst price. At the worst well, price. He sold today again. I agree. I agree. Um, I think that Elon, as he's done in the past, he gets himself into these really pickle problems. I think he actually That's enjoys nicely it. Drafted. I, I think he actually enjoys this. And and it is super painful for all of us because we've done this before. And I've and and people go, oh, I can't believe he's doing this. I go, you can't believe he's doing this? I go, when no, has no, 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 ever no. been this time, No, 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 Ross. This time no, he it's bought Solar Tesla City. Solar City, he paid billions. It was worthless. It was going bankrupt. He got sued. We went to court and fought it because when the so I have video of me on TV saying this is a horrible yeah. deal. Why the fuck do we own Solar City? It was better off to let it go BK and just take the assets. But it was his brother's but company, so he bailed out his brother. Everybody just remembers a year ago, and they forget when what was it? Cardi no, no. B was at his house doing drugs, saying that Elon's on acid. What the fuck? He's been doing this. Forever, forever. Yeah, 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 but now, now everybody's like, now, oh, Elon, oh, Elon. I'm like, Cardi B's doing blow in his kitchen, and, Ross, and you're worried about this stuff. Ross, where's, you know? your filter, where's your filter for saying, this is a good investment, this is a bad. Why do you have to buy everything he pitches? Why can't you I, 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 It's not about buying everything he pitches. First of all, as I said, this is a small investment. I invest in many companies, and many of the companies I invest in don't succeed. And that's okay. Who is that's I? Part is of you investing. personally? Is yeah, it me you personally? Is it Ger I personally. Also, it's not Gerber Kawasaki or your clients. No, it's Gerber your Kawasaki money as Gerber Kawasaki as a firm and me personally, but not our clients. Okay. Our clients are not invested in this. And we were originally going to offer this to clients if we would have had time and the deal was going to work how it should have worked, but it didn't work out mm -hmm. that way. Okay. So that said, I personally invested in it and I did because for me, I like to bet on winners yeah. and is, I don't care what the price is. The way I look at it is from a perspective of five years from now, when they go public in five years, and this is the hottest IPO, keep this video, just keep the video for five. Oh, we do. Trust me, I'm going nowhere. You can go back to my videos. Internet is forever. Five, six years ago, too. But like in five years, when this go public, it's going to be the hottest company in the stock market. Everybody's going to want to buy it. Sentiment will be 100% different. And that's what I believe. I, I don't know what it's worth or what it, whether I'll make 5X, 2X, or zero. But if I lose 100% here, it will have no impact on my life. Can I clarify something with you? So, my premise is that he sold stock last night, four billion worth, because he must have taken out a loan to get this deal closed, you know, a bridge loan. Bankers do that all the time, and he had to pay back. So your premise is that's not why he sold stock last night. Your premise is he's doing it 
to, to help Twitter now? Is that your premise? I'm asking. Well, or to backstop himself, I think, more than so anything else. What does that mean? What does that mean? The way, the way I read the documents was, and, and this, I, it was fully executed, was that the deal was funded and done. And that, that equity was there and it was all there. I, there was no like bridge loan that, I mean, it would have had to been disclosed. But could Morgan Stanley have coughed it up just near term until Elon paid it back? I don't know what he does behind the scenes. I'm just saying what the legal oh, documents was he margin? That I signed. Was he using margin? And then now he wants uh, no, to reimburse the margin? not at all. Not at all. None of that was in the documents. It was actually a very clean investment. There was nothing wacky or weird. Um, Why in the world is he putting us in this stress if he doesn't need the money immediately? I mean, honestly, I just feel for the test. No, he doesn't need the money. That's what I think. I don't know what he needs it for, whether it's to make sure he has a few extra billion on the side for this is not looking like it's going well on the short term. Mm. Yeah, because okay. that, mm -hmm. that, that's the stock. The stock is telling you that, again. But remember, there's Tesla and what he does with his personal finances right. and the situations he's creating for himself is irrelevant of like Tesla as a company. Exactly. Right. I know. And so like the, the this is kind of what I was just saying, I was just doing a podcast with Warren and I was just saying, you know, if he's forced to sell stock to us, it hurts him. It doesn't hurt us. It's hurting yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. So he just, he's like, think of all, like the future profits that he just gave up. Now he's a rich guy, so he doesn't care. But like selling 5 billion of Tesla stock to use on Twitter is a horrible trade. You know, it's like a horrible trade. And, and you know, it's like people do this once in a while in their lives and it makes no economic sense. And that's just the way it is. But for investors who can buy Tesla at 178 or wherever it is today, this is an enormous opportunity. It doesn't change that in any way, shape or form. No, and the fundamentals are strong. But you get the distinction. One is the overhang goes away if he's just paying back money he borrowed or, as Alexander said, some marginal issue. Overhang isn't going away, Gary. Clearly well, hold that's on, hold not. On, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. There's a difference. There's a difference. And so one is you pay back what you owe because you want to get the deal done or you get rid of the margin loan. What you're saying is something which I don't agree with is, well, they need the money going forward and when I do the math, I don't, unless things I don't know. Well, Honestly, well, I don't know. All I know is what I saw and the way the deal was done mm. was, and it's done. Like, I don't know what he does behind the scenes with his personal finances. Yeah. And I don't wish to speculate about it because it doesn't matter to me. All I know are the facts is that he sold billions of dollars of stock at an unadvantageous price, which he said, ideally, he wasn't going to have to do, which is why he sold earlier at 300. Okay, but what I think is he ended up having to do it. And uh, he I personally also, he also, think he used every dollar he had to buy Twitter. And now he's sitting with zero in his checking account and advertisers who won't pay a dollar because he thinks he's going to force them into it. And that's not the way it works. Yeah. Advertising is the easiest thing to turn so, off. Okay. And now he, also, he has a few billion on the books for Twitter, but like, I don't know if that's like some comfort. He's going to have to add equity. He's not going to call strangers for equity so where's he going to get the equity from well they have cash well, he also oh, said that cash. exactly yeah but he'll burn through he that, also said like, that it quarters, costs him, right? 
that the Twitter costs him four million a day, and that was actually reiterated yesterday evening by David Sachs, who was on on one of the uh, right. election evening well, news channels. So four everybody. million a day, exactly. So that's four million a day. Four a, billion gives you a, a thousand days of that. A thousand, three years, exactly. That's just that, that's three years ahead of pay of payment. Why have this pain today at this price of? of low Tesla selling because he's also selling. I completely, I give it to you that he's suffering with us. Fine. But More. the, but, but the thing is, I don't understand why he needs a thousand days of cash flow So urgently now. Well, because I don't think that 4 million a day is going to stay constant. It could be way worse. It like, could. Could. like I'll give you an example. So right now for the next two months, he's going to pay all 7,500 people at Twitter, the same as they were all getting paid. And now revenue will be substantially reduced already because like ad platforms, whether it be Google or whatever, are the easiest things for companies to adjust because you just push a button on your screen and it saves you a lot of money. You know, yeah. just did this with my wife's company. You know, she was spending too much money on Instagram and Facebook. And I was like, your, your margins suck because you're spending too much on advertising. So we just cut the advertising. It's, it's super easy to do. Right. Um, it's like, so Advertisers just shut off. Now, I have people inside Twitter, so I know what's happening inside Twitter. And it's a mess, okay? It's not good. And I'm also an advertiser. And if I was an advertiser, I don't know if I'm just going to keep running my ad campaigns during this transition when I can hold this money back, especially we're in a recession anyways. So, so it's like he knows a recession's around the corner. Advertisers cut back even more. And this four million a day could be eight million a day. So I don't really know what the finances of Twitter look like now on the short term, but my assumption is it's bad. Do you think do you think it was a mistake for him to come out what was it three months ago and say that he was done selling Tesla, even if it was at that time sending that message out there? How do you guys sort of put that within the context of what's going on today? I, I would argue that my, my fear. I'm, I just want to provide some context. Yeah. So my, my fear is that there is there's a degradation of trust as far as sort of his call it his individual brand or whatever that's you want to call kind, it, which I believe is an important really a kind part. way to say people hate his fucking guts right now. That's all stupid. OK, when he said it three months ago, he said the same thing in April. He clearly meant for that tranche. It didn't mean forever. It didn't right. mean never going to sell again. So for people to get upset about it today, I'm sorry, I have no sympathy for that because he didn't mean it forever. So, and it's business is business. So, He's going to do what's in his best interest, and you should do what's in your best interest. That's what I'm saying. If he wants to sell low, that only helps me as an acquirer of the business. So, you know, what matters is whether the business is being run right. And I think this is a bigger issue is the perception now that all he does is run Twitter and who the hell's running Tesla. And now Tesla's valuation is just lower because Elon doesn't run Tesla, basically. Right. How and that you, is what I think is really happening. Since you bought it for Gerber Kawasaki, how do you value this at the end of the year for your books? Just at cost. Oh, Gary, don't you laugh? Just at cost. Just at, okay. Yeah. Once again, as I said, you know, I manage billions of dollars and the size of this investment is nominal. And if, if they called me up tomorrow and said it was all gone, once again, it wouldn't matter to me. Okay. So okay. I have a hundred million dollars in Tesla. Okay. I have a hundred million dollars. It is the most important investment at my company. It's the, my personally 
most important investment. Okay. It's not my whole net worth because I don't believe in that. Now, people used to give me and Gary shit, say, why do you own 40 other stocks and not just own Tesla? Why shouldn't we just own Tesla? Well, now, now that diversification yeah, looks pretty good. Better, right. That's, that's what she said. Right. But that's why we're diversified. No, I don't have 60% of my net worth in Tesla. I don't even have close to that. And, and, and so I think investors should see financial advisors to make sure they're invested correctly for their risk tolerance. But as a Tesla investor, it's disappointing to me, this focus on something a lot less important in the world is Twitter is not that important relative to Tesla. And that's just what I believe. And that's what I think the market's saying is that we're not happy with this focus on something that's not as important as Tesla. It's not as important to the world, society, or anybody, really. And quite frankly, it's a distraction. And nobody could argue otherwise. And so he's not working on my robot right now. Ross, exactly. I think the complexity is that. Question, the complexity. Why, why rather than you know sell $4 billion last night, why don't you just go hire somebody like yourself or, you know, somebody who really gets advertisers and go meet with each one individually and rather than do a silly conference call where he didn't really set out a vision. He didn't really. I've got anything. the perfect person to run Twitter for Elon. I had dinner with him last week. He's the perfect person. But to, why not his name's that? Kevin Mayer. Why Kevin Mayer, the guy who used, should be running Disney right now, should be running Twitter. Why not do that? Why not go out and meet with all the advertisers, give them the vision, talk to Hire a bunch of Democrats, talk about ROI, do what, talk the language of the advertiser, not of the engineer. Because he doesn't know that language, Gary. He doesn't know he the language. That. He's good at hiring people. He can find people to work 24-7. This is his project. This is his project. He wants, see, this is the thing. And I've, I said this to them, and I might have to say it again. Engineers. My stepfather is a nuclear engineer. I spent a lot of time with engineers. Engineers are very different than people like me, okay? And engineers are very smart people. And I remember the engineering program at Penn was like, who would do this? This looks so hard, you know? And so what happens is you get these really smart people who think they're smart about a lot of things, but they're not because we're not all smart about a lot of things. We're only smart about certain things and we're dumb about other things. So we get Correct. certain things. We don't get other things. So engineers don't get EQ and they get IQ. And so Elon thinks he has EQ and he doesn't, he just doesn't. That's now true. I'm married. And so when you're married, your wife acts as this check and balance to anything you might think great about yourself. And so, you know, she'll be like, Oh yeah, Ross, you're so great. Other than all these things. Right. And, you know, some people choose not to deal with that anymore. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> um, but I, I find that function to be very valuable, actually, which is why I love my wife. Um, and Elon isn't married. <laughs> he doesn't have somebody saying at the end of the day, Elon, you know, that was really dumb. Like, why would, why would you do that? And in fact, one of the problems I'm having is it's intimidating to be that person because everybody else, they tell him whatever he wants to hear. He's got all these people around him. He's got. They all tell him what he wants to hear. They all believe. Well, him. Isn't isn't Twitter that feedback mechanism now? Shouldn't that be the feedback mechanism? Or is that is that just too he's, naive he's, to think him. about those? Actually, remember the somebody. pedo guy thing. Yeah. Remember that whole pedo guy thing when Elon was supposedly normal and whatever. He <laughs> literally got in a lawsuit with a diver, a cave, a weird cave diver. Yeah. Over the Thai 
rescue. Yeah. Now I'm watching this movie the other day on the Thai rescue. Okay. These divers were heroes. Okay. Like they literally saved all these kids and he literally called this guy a pedo guy. Okay. Now that might be true even, but that said he saved 18 kids or whatever. Okay. But he was so thin skinned that his solution wasn't going to work that he got in this whole fight with this diver and it went on and on and on into a lawsuit and everything. He couldn't just settle, give the guy a hundred grand. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's Elon. So he's not going on Twitter reading criticism of himself and saying, you know, I should listen to these people. Mm. He's like, yeah. shit, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this is how I'm going to fix it. And if you don't like this plan, I'm sorry. At what point does he walk away? So if you look at he Alexander, you might be muted, by the way. Sorry, Alexander, you're talking about we can't hear no you. That's what good. I was screaming. That's good. What point does he walk away? You know, he's got 455 million shares down, let's call it 200 bucks. That's like 90 billion. He put 20 billion in. You know, if this thing continues to go south, what point does he just say, I'm done? I'm out? Or does he? That's just not. Well, you know, I don't think it does that. He's been on his first week, and I uh, bet you he's pretty tired already of yeah. it. Um, I'm tired of it. Um, I would much rather talk about Tesla. I just talked about Tesla for an hour on another show and what a great comp. So many great things to talk about other than advertisers and social media and politics. Right. So like when we're good at stuff, it's fun to do. And when we're bad at stuff, it's not fun to do. And so Painful. I think he's yeah. learning real quickly that he's not good at this. And so yeah. I think Gary's observation is like, how long is he going to do this? And I think the original plan was he wasn't going to be CEO forever. Anyways, like, and he seems to think this will be an easier business to manage from afar once he fixes it. So I think he has this like, Oh, I'll go in for three months, fix all these things, then put some people in charge. I think that that is his plan. That said, I don't think it's, I don't even think day one has gone according to his plan. And, and I don't think it ever will go according to his plan because hostile takeovers are super hard and this is as hostile as it gets. And he certainly made no effort for it not to be hostile. Yeah. So Gary, I hope he gives up on this sooner than later because it's better for Tesla. And that's what I care about. I'm a Tesla shareholder. I'm not an Elon shareholder. Okay. And I think a lot of people don't understand the difference. Tesla is what matters to me. I care about climate. I yeah. care about the future of for my children and our children in, in the world we live in. Twitter has zero bearing on that future, okay? If it disappeared tomorrow, the world would not be in a worse place, okay? It would be yeah. perfectly fine without social media. That's for sure. But if Tesla disappeared, it would be horrendously bad for society, Correct. okay? Okay, so how do we protect Tesla now? That's the big question. Well, because, I mean, Tesla is suffering. The same plan that Tesla's needed to implement, because if Elon dies, what's going to happen to Tesla? Now, Tesla's far, far enough along that their future still looks pretty good. But they need to, and I, I think the best thing we can do is write a letter to Martin, and I've talked to him many times about this, but they need to have visible leaders at Tesla in front of the media today. Today. There you go. We all we're all doing it. I mean, are we? Do we get hurt? No. So I mean, now no Mark's got to go to Elon. No Elon you know, now that you work at Twitter, 
we need somebody who's supposedly going to be working at Tesla. Maybe that's Martin. No, you need you need a new CEO at Twitter. Elon has to realize he doesn't have the skill set to fix Twitter. He doesn't. He, Tesla's, he, Tesla stock would rally 20% right. if he announced the CEO of Twitter. So, so what, what we can all do is try to send names of people that we know. And I used to work for J&J, &J, which is one of the marketing companies that you know, already left. And I know a lot of people that could run Twitter. And to me, that's the highest valuated thing that we could do is come up with somebody that they could hire. I just don't know if Elon's willing to do that. Right. Well, he, he will be. Yeah. It just, it's just how long, you know. Um, but I agree with you 100%. I think that's the solution uh, for Twitter to be successful. They need a real leader who understands the business better than him. And I think the engineering solutions he will implement will be great. And, and I'm sure that'll be great. But it's kind of like SpaceX where he needs, you know, somebody to run the business. And, and I think Twitter, him and Tesla will be best served with that. And I think that's what's going to happen, honestly. Like I, everybody's so freaking hysterical because it's like week one or two of all this stuff and the stock market's going down because all tech stocks are kind of going down too. It's not just Tesla. Not like yeah. Tesla. Tesla's down a lot more. No, no, you're right. You're right, Gary. But I'm just saying, you know, boy, you know, it's a tough day to be a Coinbase too or whatever. So, you know, it's a really tough market. If this was a bull market, trust me, Tesla would not be hit as bad by any of this. But this is a bear market in the worst of the bear markets that we've seen in a while. And he's completely unfocused on his main core business. So so I get the sellers. I get the institutional sellers. Um, to me, it reminds me of 2019, 100%, where you know next year looks amazing for Tesla in every way, shape, or form. And investors are just not you know, assigning any value to that. And that's where the opportunity lies because at some point next year, he will not be the CEO of Twitter, most likely. Uh, Tesla will execute his business plan successfully and investors will be rewarded when that happens. But it's just a, a tough time and there's a lot of hysteria right now. I think that the most interesting like dynamic that I that I view with this whole thing is that Elon for so long and still today has, I think his personality is just so magnetic to so many different people that he attracts a certain level of attention that no other people of his stature does. And I think that was super helpful for him to get his companies to where they are today, you know, to get, gather the attention, to, to really motivate people. And now he's got a business that's very much appears to be very self-sustaining at the very least at the, at the current state, right? I think Elon still needs to be part of it for the next, say, five yeah, to 10 years. It's very important to have vision. Exactly. But, but he's super valuable from that perspective. But now it seems like if you have a company that's so self-sustaining, why, why would you still want to invest so much time in being in front of, of people and delivering these messages where you can potentially open yourself up to some risk? When you know when you're when you're presenting yourself in some way, uh, so I agree with you, Pata. And I mean, I know, you know, I know nobody else here agrees with me, but I think the same time that he should put in place a CEO at Twitter, he should also have a key person now put in place, COO or whatever you call it. I don't need to be calling it a CEO, but a key person in Tesla that is there for the management of the existence, not of all the developments, because all the developments he can oversee. But there is, I mean, him running as CEO and only person, right? Only spokesperson, only everything. Uh, Tesla is not a one-man show anymore. And if he wants to and, be a one-man show, fair, it could be It's it. not fair to Tesla that we're exactly. subjected to all the other business risks for That's all exactly his other it. businesses when we don't care. And, and, and so, once again, I've been saying this for a long time. 
Elon doesn't want a strong, especially male COO that might take some of his thunder away, you know, or whatever. That's so exactly he, it. he pushes up Zach and he pushes up Martin. He pushes up people that are clearly yeah. too young to be CEO and don't threaten exactly. him in any way who are clearly kids, you know, and that's the only people he can put up there. But, you know, the way I see it is, is they've got great operators in all their businesses. They just don't have any other leaders. And that's the problem with Tesla. Exactly. Another way you can make 20% my- on Tesla is exactly what you're saying. If Tesla appointed like a solid operator, a COO, that would be huge value creation for Tesla shareholders. And I got the name. Yeah. I got the name. By Redwood and GB's trouble be it. On top well, of it, but I don't know if that's what JB the- wants to do. Well, he escaped, maybe he, escaped, he just has to. He do- escaped Elon. I don't. I don't know if he wants to go back. <laughs> isn't isn't that horrible? Isn't it horrible that we're saying this? Do, do you imagine? It. Isn't it horrible that Elon? we're saying that nobody strong wants to work? For- well, it's so. not that nobody strong wants to work for Elon. Elon, Elon has to be Elon the one. Issue. Elon has. He wants to work with somebody strong. Yeah, that's the challenge. See, that's I have strong problem. partners, and we fight. And we fight and they're not like, I hate you fights, but they're business fights and it sucks. It sucks. And it can be real tense and unhappy for even a period of time, but it's either that or everybody has to bow down to Ross and you know, you have that kind of business like Elon and, and there's a niceness to all the people bowing down to you as King, but then you're not going to be as good a business. That's for sure. So I know I'm a better business fighting with my partners than if I did. I agree with Ross. When I interact with the people at Tesla, it's very much bow down, say yes, don't yeah. make waves. And you hear it all the time when you talk to them because they'll come up with something, they'll complain and say, why don't you say this to Elon? And they say, we won't have jobs. Right. He's, he, mm-hmm. he has to embrace the no culture that, hey, look, Elon, this is a dumb idea. And that's what I was hopeful with these Twitter, you know, PayPal mafia folks. I thought th- those were going to give him, you know, back talk and say, look, this is a dumb idea, but that doesn't seem to be happening. Not when you look at the actual messaging right yeah yeah and they're already backing out you you hear it every time now sucks is on tv or whatever you hear them no no we're just temporary this is not this is not the final board i'm not really sure i don't follow Sachs that closely i i i follow jason a little closer but and and i don't generally disagree with those guys you know i think they're really smart guys um and i'm much closer to jason politically I'm actually very similar to Jason in a lot of ways, like uh, investment wise and politically. So Mm -hmm. I think we would actually get along really well. Um, So I think Jason is our best hope (laughs) among that group, because I'm not really friends with Elon. So I I don't really like call him up or anything. And I know Jason does. And I, and I know he gets these things. So hopefully maybe he has some influence. Yeah. Go ahead, Gary. I think you had a question. I just want to go back to some because I just would feel remiss if I didn't make this point. I don't think that Elon has to cough up more money for ongoing Twitter cash flows unless the advertising situation is a lot worse than I hear about. Because the math, and Alexandra started it, they start with $6 billion of cash, $4 million a day. Let's assume that that includes the interest expense that they had to put in, which is a billion dollars a year. That's a billion five. Of losses a year 
They cut costs by 400 million. That's getting rid of the 50%. Yeah, but that's not, it doesn't come in that way. You okay. have more costs to cut costs on the short term. I, well, that's short term. And I'm just trying to look no, at I know, it but this from is an ongoing the standpoint. And then if he could get even 1% of the 238 million MDAUs to cough up eight bucks, eight bucks a month, that's another 200 million. So you're basically down to about 800, 900 million of losses each year, but you got 6 billion of cash. So yeah. I, I just want people to know that my view is, for what it's worth, there really isn't a cash need today at Twitter because they have a lot of cash. And the stock, That's is, exactly telling, it. The stock is telling you something else. They're worrying about that there's cash needs going forward. I just don't see it when you do the math. So I just need to make that point. I don't think okay, the problem I, I is cash. I, 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 still I, mean, I don't have any like basic disagreement with that, but I, I would say that Twitter – was let's say on track to do five to six billion dollars, maybe seven billion in revenue, and they spent that same amount of money on expenses. Okay, yeah, that's true. And you are you are firm. You are firm that the the purchase was completely financed. There was no no money lended or margined to no, do I mean, that. The, the numbers that are, are publicly available are correct. Like that, they borrowed the thirteen billion and they had equity commitments for the rest. I don't get it. Um, There's something missing. I, I didn't get thing. it either. Last night when I saw the news, I I was just as surprised as everybody else. Like I, like I was like, why would he sell now? Like he would have sold a week or two ago if he needed the money. I I thought, you know, but like, but then it goes back into what I think is sadly, you know, you say, oh, I got five six billion dollars on the books, okay, but now I've got way higher interest charge, you know, every month because i'm borrowing yeah. more money than twitter I'm, I'm capturing that i'm capturing no that. i know but then i've got that same six or seven billion dollars of costs which you know divided you know by 12 you know i don't know what is that 500 million a month i'm already capturing that ross i'm capturing all that so 500 million exactly. a month cost so could it, and then their so revenue drops harvesting so no, they're losing like a couple hundred million a month it could be the revenue loss from the advertisers is higher than we, we know. That's what he I'm saying. That's what I'm that saying. Is that but they're I, probably I, losing a couple hundred million dollars a month. And if that goes on for a year, then they're they run out of cash quick. Mm. So I mean, do, do you guys think that's why they had that space today to try and just <laughs> reverse that? Yes. You know, don't you? Yeah, it have to be that, right? Of desperation to you. That's dumb, though. You, you, that's not how you go after advertisers and do a, a Twitter space and talk to them. Totally. You, you, send yeah, people like Ross, <laughs> you send people like Ross to meet with each one of them. That's right. And, and their agencies one-on-one. -on -one. That's how you do it. You don't do a Twitter spaces. That's like Well, stupid. if you really want to rewind, you go all the way backwards to when you started the buying process hmm. and you meet with the advertisers before you even right. go through with the deal. Right. Right. Exactly. Right? And, and you, you check and make sure your and strategy to advertisers and get commitments when the change of ownership happens that they're going to stick with you. They That's stay true. because you all Why saw you that you all saw that, that actually Twitter. I know. And you all that pay you. Months, of course, in the last six months, Twitter has done anything like nothing. Well, so advertising on Twitter, Twitter, most big companies hire, you know, one of four major advertising companies, basically. Yeah. That's the way advertising works. And so like most, People don't bootstrap. They just hire these big agencies and, and those agencies dole out your budget. And the way it works is there are these people that go out with the people who dole out the budgets and take them out to dinner and yep. they go drinking. They're kind they of 
places yeah. and they build relationships. And then those people say, oh, That's the J&J budget's going to be 12% onto Twitter and 15% onto Facebook and 30% on ABC and X amount on Google and X. And then they build the strategy. But you got to go to yeah. a lot of dinners and you got to do a lot of hand holding and butt kissing. You know, that's the way that business works. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of this smoozing. It's a relationship business. And you can't just like buy up the company and say all these things and then expect all the advertisers just keep paying. Exactly. No. And that's no, why GM spends $4 billion a year on it. I know. Yeah, and he has no idea about zero. advertising because he's not doing it for anybody. He's not doing so, it for Tesla. He's never done it. He's not well, playing. What happens if, if there's exactly. no money coming in and he's losing $400 million a month, Gary? I, I I hear you. I just don't think he's that naive. I think he's got some people in there who Ooh. understand marketing. Well, he didn't know about bots before he spent $44 million. He didn't he know anything about marketing. all he hates the spam marketing. and bots before he spent $44 billion when he could have called me. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, so maybe he is naive when it comes to running a media company. Maybe he has no idea. Sorry, Ross. Sorry. One sec. Go ahead, Alexandra. Go ahead. No, but that's exactly what it is. Marketing, advertising, communication, PR. None of those letters exist for him. They just don't. Right. So now suddenly he's exactly on the side that he always wanted to avoid, that he cut down for years, that people he he hates, he doesn't want to talk to, he doesn't want to consider. Yeah. There so let are. me tell you a story about Penn. I went to Penn at the same time as Elon. We were at the same school, lived two blocks away from each other. OK. Now, at this same period of time, 1991 or whenever this was, I was a member of the Annenberg School of Communications and I was studying at Wharton. OK, that's what I did. Okay, so I didn't want a Wharton degree because it was too boring and annoying. So I switched over to Annenberg. Okay, why? That was the only place that actually had girls on campus that were worth, you know, trying to talk to. And I love communications. So I'm sitting in communications class. I'm going to fraternity parties. I'm playing in a band. Never met Elon. Okay, never met him. Okay, so when I was back in my reunion, I was talking to some people and I was like, did you guys ever know Elon? Like, how come nobody ever knew Elon at Penn? It was like, because he didn't go out. He wasn't social. He didn't party. He wasn't a part of a house. Okay, now I took astronomy at Penn. It was the worst grade I ever got in my life. I got a D and I, I almost cried. Like, I, I, it was so hard. And, and I can only imagine that Elon was probably sitting in that class. It was like five of us. Okay. And we're looking at binary stars and the freezing cold. And I'm like, this is the worst mistake of my life that I took. this. <laughs> I actually thought it was astrology, which. <laughs> <laughs> Gemini's and pieces. I got boy, it. Boy, screwed when we started doing orbits. Now I'm good at math, but like doing orbits and, and like, so now I go back to comm class and we're studying like angles for shooting TV shows and Hitchcock and, you know, all this kind of great stuff that I love. Elon was not in any of those classes. No. So it just gives you the dichotomy of skill sets of the types of people that run different businesses. And Elon was in astronomy class with the four other kids looking at stars. And I was in comm class learning about advertising, trying to find a girlfriend, you know. But Ross, don't yeah. you think Elon? Not successful knows, at that part, but try. you know, just like <laughs> Elon, when you you sought out your wife, you probably found somebody who is your opposite. That no, you, I didn't seek out my wife. 
I'll, there was I'll, no process. Try. It was Sorry. purely luck. But don't you think Elon would recognize this about himself and surround himself or try to surround himself no. with people that, that, that supplement no. him or compliment him? I mean, they called me. I'm still here. He can call me tomorrow. I'm happy to help. I'll send him another email. But I'll tell you, he's not the guy who, if I say, Elon, you're doing this wrong and you need to do this and this, he'll say, fuck you, you know, like, yeah. goodbye. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Do, do you guys think oh, I love him? I, I, I want to make it clear. I, I love him and, and, I, and I, I see what he's trying to do and I'm willing to help, yeah. you know, and, and I'll say I, I sent them a long the letter saying I'm willing to help. But, I, you know, unless they call me, um, there's nothing more. Nothing's I think going to happen. I agree. And the point to that is look at the board of Tesla. Look at the board of Tesla. Yeah, there is true. nobody. Nobody opposing him on that board. When, I'll when I wrote Kevin my Mayer. letter, I'll this... literally beg the guy. You know what I mean? And the board isn't business people. I mean, they're 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 people like him, except his brother, obviously. But they're they're finance people and technical people. But they're not they're not business people. Larry was a business person, but Larry's gone. Well, most of the boards in America are a joke. Mm. Do you guys think this is a different like environment if we were in a bull market versus a bear market? Hundred percent. Like, were we having the same the same conversations? Hundred percent. I say this all the time. Everybody's attitude is one hundred percent related to whether they're making money or losing money. And it's like, oh, everybody's down because Tesla's down. If Tesla's rallying, everybody thinks this is the greatest thing ever. It's just, you know, this is the thing that bothers me at my firm too. Everybody starts complaining how much they hate Elon, you know, when the stock's down, and then when the stock's up, how much they love him and what a genius he is. And I'm like, you know. You can't make these judgments based off your portfolio value every day. That's a fair point, Ross. I agree with you. I agree with you. If we were in a if we were in a bull market, it wouldn't be this amount of criticism. He, he would still be underperforming because the market would be up and he wouldn't be up as much. Just like the last you know couple of days or last week, market's actually been up. Not today, obviously. And Elon's lagged it. But but you're right. If 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 he was flat to slightly up, we wouldn't be criticizing. That's true. You know, perception, I say this all the time. Perception is everything. You know, reality is a sort of broad term that we use, but we all have a different perception of the same thing. And how our perceptions are colored by stock prices and money is often much, much more than we realize. And just like who the hell would sell Tesla today at 178? You know, like, I don't know. Like, what else would I buy? You know? Like, mm -hmm. am I going to buy Apple? That's certainly not the way to wealth compared to Tesla, you know? And so it's like, this is what I tell people in my portfolio. I got 5% in Apple. I got 5% in Microsoft, okay? Safe, boring, straightforward businesses with managers that will never be in the media for anything other than saying positive things towards gay rights or whatever, okay? And then you've got Tesla as the other 10% of my portfolio where you got a CEO who literally pisses off everybody in the world. So you get both with me. You get 10% is super safe and boring tech. They're not going to piss anybody off. And 10% might make you real unhappy, but it's the innovator of our time. That's investing. Yeah. Look, I want CEOs who spend all their time talking about their companies. And I don't want them talking about gay rights. I want them talking about why Coca-Cola is the best product on the market versus Pepsi and every other drink. And that's no, see, I disagree, Gary. I want my CEO talking about things that people care about so that their values align and people buy their products. Yes, Coke is better than Pepsi, but people care 
about the products they're buying and how it aligns with their value systems. And, and so I think it's more important why Tesla is successful is because so many of us care about the environment. It lines up with our value system. That's why when he supports Trump in people's viewpoint, it's like it's like a huge dissonance. Like, I'm not going to buy my Tesla car now because Elon might put Trump on Twitter. You know, I'm like, and I was like, you're really not going to buy a car. I go, you understand that you're driving a Ford right now. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, Henry Ford was a Nazi. You know, Volkswagen was the Nazi car. Mercedes was a Nazi car. You know the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, and you're worried about Elon because he might let a Republican on his platform. But Ross, yes, but then let, let me ask you. Okay, aligned with Tesla. So again, just using your example, talking about climate sustainability is something you would expect a CEO of an auto company to talk about because it does align with the business. It does align with the business. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. But it's also and like when what, did we last what, talk what about environment? About, when, like people care about that though. Like if you just say my car has great gas mileage, so it's good for the environment, okay. But if you say our company's goal is to create a solution for the environment, it aligns with a lot of people's value systems. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of unhappiness is coming from in the Tesla community. Is that you mm-hmm. want when to did we last talk about it with their value systems yeah. as much? And I don't think he's gone to the right wing. You know, I don't. I think Elon is a pretty rational guy. And, but I think that just the fact that he's not a Democrat for whatever reason has rankled a lot of people. Now, in my opinion, he should just stay out of it because it's like, you can't win. You know, he doesn't strike me as a Republican either though. No, he's not a Republican. That's my he point. Strikes me as somebody's in the middle. He takes, he is. He goes each, he is. each way. Yeah. And certainly the Democrats have done zero to attract business owners to the party. And, and, and they've worked very hard to force people like me and Elon out of the party. So by no means in my viewpoint, very different than Elon's the way I express it is different because I went to comm class and got a D in astronomy. Alexander, go ahead with so your So let question. me ask you, when did, when did Tesla talk the last time in a way that anybody wanted to listen to it about climate, you know? That's that's one of my biggest griefs that Tesla is not communicating as a brand. Well, because Elon was the brand, you know, it's kind of like my company works like this too, where Ross is the brand sort of, and there's Gerber Kawasaki, but you know, I'm marketing all the time and I market my brand, you know, and, and, and so mm-hmm. Tesla is perceived to be Elon's brand. And that's, I think where this stock problem is and where the dissonance comes from, you're wearing a freaking Twitter shirt. You know, it's like, no, you know, it's like, no offense, but you're part of the problem. That's like, you know, that's the whole problem. It's like, is Elon Twitter exactly. now or is Elon Tesla now? And if I'm Tesla, now I have to build my brand outside of Elon. And Tesla's big enough that it should. Just like I'm trying to do the same thing with my company now, with all my different advisors doing shows and building their brands within our brand, because it's way better for my brand to have a lot of people represent my brand than just me. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and so that's Tesla's obviously a lot bigger than my company. So you'd think they would be a lot further along at this, but I have a better succession plan and I have a deeper sort of marketing plan than Tesla. You see, Alexander, it's a billion dollar company. When I used to talk about why Elon shouldn't buy Twitter, I had three things. One was the overhang. He'd have to sell stock. Two right. is the distraction. But third is the share of voice argument. 
And so you think of somebody like Al Root, who's very pro-Tesla. He works for Barron's. I yeah, talk to Al great. all the time. He, you know, if you ask him, why aren't you writing stories about Tesla? Why are you writing stories about Twitter? Because that's what gets clicks. That's what people want to read about right now. So you do have this cannibalization effect where when a, when a, when a writer like him, who's very talented and he's very pro-Tesla, puts out an article, he's going to talk about Twitter because that's what people want to read about right now. And that displaces all the share of voice about Tesla. And that's now I will I will make one counter argument to this, which is an experience I had in the last two weeks as well. The global media crush around this was insane. It was insane for me. Yep. And he elevated himself now to an even bigger platform globally. And in some ways, this was wildly positive for Tesla because it made Elon in the global world, like, I, I think one of the biggest businessmen in history. This deal, good or for bad, is kind of unheard of in business history to have a guy running these kind of companies. And I, I got calls from like Pierce Morgan and like all these kind of people, especially globally who were like, wow, this is huge. And I'm like, yeah, it is. One guy just bought a $44 billion company. It's pretty huge. Right. So I agree with everything that was said, but we've now elevated Elon is now probably one of the most well-known people in the world. Okay. So now Elon could walk down some street and, Africa in the middle of nowhere and people will know where he is, you know, who he is. But he's you know, the Twitter like, guy now. He's the Twitter guy. That's no, fair. I don't think he's the Twitter guy at all. I think he's Elon Musk. He's the biggest businessman in the world. And maybe he's trying to be the Rockefeller of, of our time, you know, really. Mm -hmm. And I think he now has kind of achieved that. And when you go to Wharton 20 years from now and you're studying business history, Elon will be a lot of discussions. Okay, mm -hmm. whether it's style, uh, his methods, um, whether this works or not with Twitter, um, all this stuff that will be studied greatly for good or for bad, you know, like just like we study Carnegie and Rockefeller and Ford today, they're for good or for bad, you know, and their techniques. And and so to his credit, he is now the biggest businessman of our time. And there is a positive to that. But what it creates is a huge distraction away from the satellites, which are Tesla, SpaceX, and Twitter, as he is now this thing. And Tesla and Twitter are like the kids of the thing versus Tesla and Elon were one. It was the thing. And I think mm -hmm. this transition sucks, you know, in the sense of like, mm -hmm. it sucks for Tesla shareholders because it's better for him to be Tesla, but welcome to grown up land. Tesla's all grown up now. And Tesla now has to make its switch from this rapidly rising startup company that started at $4 billion valuation. That's now 600 billion to a company that's going to go from 600 billion to 4 trillion. It's going to have to have everything we talked about. Yeah. And Elon will yeah. be the chief vision officer and that exactly. will be great news when it happens. I don't know and what's interesting about who thinks like that, Ross, though. I don't think anybody thinks it's positive on the institutional side. People I talk to that he is now 
this visionary for Twitter. I mean, if, if he had just stuck with Tesla and SpaceX, he's already one of the greatest business minds of our century. I mean, he... he, he the Twitter story will move up. on, Gary. Twi the Twitter, Twitter story will move on. Twitter, Twitter does not add anything. In fact, if anything, it detracts because there's just so much noise associated with it. I, I don't know how you... So can far, you're right. It, it will be less interesting to everybody in a month. That's true. That is true. Okay. So you know the news cycle, Gary. It was like... Yeah, people super intense. Like I've I've dealt with a lot of the the swarms around Elon and the issues over the years. This was really intense. Like like I have never. Yeah, it'll die. Like out. I almost didn't sleep. Like it was. Like I can't tell you how big he's become. Like I, I've got a lot of benefit <laughs> from this too, actually, personally. But like, we're the biggest business people and like this show thousands of people will watch okay tens of thousands like tens of thousands exactly you think about i'm a fine you know, gary and i are basically boring financial advisors okay and the fact that <laughs> you guys are great i mean we're just guys who manage money <laughs> sure but, <laughs> no but like the interest level is in it's insane with Tesla, There's nowhere with I can go anymore. With Twitter, with Twitter. no, with Tesla. I wish with, that was true. Yeah. I mean, why, Gary? Why you always get into these funks, Gary. I'm not in a funk. I'm being real. Tesla's killing it right now. Well, listen, the, you're the one who keeps talking about this is going to overhang the stock for a while because he's going to keep spending money. I'm the one who's saying that's not I true. I didn't say that. I didn't okay. say it was going to overhang the stock for a while. I said we've seen the effect. <laughs> My, my point is this this does not help. And if there's anything that I would love to communicate to you, and if I had his ear, stop tweeting about Twitter. Stop talking about it. Find somebody else to run Twitter. So tweet him that. He reads it. Uh, but he doesn't listen. What's he going to do, block you? We'll all really? lobby. If he blocks you, we'll all lobby on your behalf. <laughs> I just don't know why the people who have his ear, like yourself, then say, stop talking about Twitter. It's, it's, the, it's the tail wagging the dog. Your your legacy is leading us to this 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 land of sustainability. He's got the whole industry going EV. Isn't that enough? I agree with you 100. percent And it was I I will I will craft another email in the craftiest language I can to try to help because it is super well, delicate wording. I'm sure. Um, yeah. But I've been thinking about oh, it. What's all interesting because. You know, I find these issues to be horribly difficult and complex myself. And that's kind of why I love communications and media. Personally, um, I have many, many thoughts, feelings, and opinions that I don't share because I know the controversy that would come with it. And so I learned over the years to communicate in a way that was most beneficial to me and my company. And it's had a huge benefit for me and my company. And that said, I think there are many qualified and capable executives that could run Twitter really well for Elon and implement his vision. Um, it's been two weeks. The first thing I said was he's not really going to be CEO. And they're like, no, he's going to be CEO. <laughs> and I was like, why? You know, like, and it was sort of like, this is not his permanent goal. That was the way it was communicated. And I was like, why would it be? It sounds like a nightmare. You know what I mean? Um, so this is a transition period of time for Twitter. 
But I think the perception that this is more important than Tesla to him is incorrect. Um, and I think that he, if he doesn't get the results he get wants in the next probably three months, he'll probably put somebody in charge and move on to the next toy or whatever. But if you think that there won't be another thing we'll be all upset about in three years, you're wrong. Yeah. 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 I think what's interesting is on that call. This is the time for Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. But what's, what's interesting is on that advertiser call. I know we're on time here, so I'll wrap it up here in a second. What's interesting about the ad call he had on the space was that he, he made a comment around how the approach he took of being sort of more out there and tweeting about his companies and encouraging other companies to come out and sort of talk about what they're doing and executives coming out and tweeting. He said, you know, what's worked out pretty well for me. So I think he's got this emboldened nature that's like, hey, I got it to this point the way I've been. Why should I change? Right. So I think that's one of the dynamics that has to be sort of uh, almost like fought against because the proof is kind of in the pudding, but like, will it continue to be right? Well, and that's sort of the, the once sort again, of the this fear. is the fight I've, I've just been having with my own team about some of the similar issues in relative to us. Obviously, we're not Tesla, but but you have to evolve constantly as a leader, and it's not easy. It's super hard for me. I, I'm not thin skinned. Actually, I think I'm pretty thick skinned, but like. I'm sensitive. I, I try really hard. It, it's, it's hard for me to take some criticism. I think it, it's hard for all of us, I think. And, and some days I'm like, I don't even give a crap what these people say. They're just completely incorrect. But then there's something to just weighing other people's opinions, even if you don't even agree with it, you know? And I think managing is a constantly evolving process. So what I did that worked a few years ago, might not work now. And, and that is happening in my workplace, for example, with hybrid work. You know, I don't like the hybrid mm -hmm. workplace. I'm much more like Elon. I want everybody back here and we have lots of discussions about it. And I, I defer to my team because they're the young people. This is the, our performance has been great. I can't complain. And so I'm just going with the flow, but it is not natural for me in any way. And I've been working hard to create new systems around this. And so management is a constantly evolving process. So I agree with this analysis that he thinks that what worked for him over the past should continue to work. And that's just not correct. Mm -hmm. now people can say, oh, yeah. who the hell are you, Ross? Elon's a billionaire. And who the hell are you? And, and there's a truth to that. And I, I, I run 45 people, not 45,000 people. And I'm facing tremendous challenges growing now in fact i'm meeting with mentors over the next couple of weeks on how do i go from 2 billion to 10 billion you know what are the challenges we're facing and and there are many there are many but i think as an intellect like when you think intellectually from a management perspective it doesn't matter how big your company is or not or whether you've done it or not just like the people who teach at schools didn't do most of the things that they're teaching but i think everybody would agree that to be an effective manager takes an evolution and, and it's a difficult process and great managers evolve. Yeah. Can let's, I uh, ask let's a pose couple that question of more? For close. Oh, sure. 
Go for it. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Ross, if we go a little bit over time. I'd like a, a couple more questions that are more technical to to Tesla stock. Do you still believe there is a stock buyback possible in the next week? Now that this selling from Elon, I mean, it's going to stop one day, right? So did they wait for that and will they put it or is it still for, do you think it's only for 2023? And then the next question I have is, do you think this year, because I know your firm also does lots of tax advising, that there will be lots of sales for tax harvesting in the next couple of weeks? For Tesla? For no, for investors. Investors want oh, to tax oh, harvest. You mean so, they're waiting so now to tax loss harvest? I haven't tax loss harvested well, all year. I got I haven't I've got a huge harvest of losses. In fact, it's the opposite. I've been saying to a lot of my clients that it's tough to tax loss harvest right now because you don't want to be out of certain stocks if the market just turns and, and you right. could miss a big rebound. And we've taken tons of losses, so they'll get the full write-off either way. And so holding the embedded loss in your portfolio, you can always take next year anyways, versus potentially missing, a, a, could be a very strong rebound in the next month or two or three. Um, so it's a trickier time. So for me, because we've been losing consistently all year, we've been, you know, cutting our positions and taking losses. And so I've got, I've got losses, plenty of them, you know what I mean? So that's, I look at it the opposite. I put a tremendous amount of capital into short-term treasury bonds. So we have an enormous position in the one and two year bonds now yielding about four, seven, five I've been getting. So I'm, I, I feel that one of the greatest trades could be buying the long-term treasury bond right now. Um, so we really like the risk reward in the bond market. You know, I, I bought a, a bunch of MGM, Netflix, Disney, Apple, you know, bonds, you know, a uh, lot, mm -hmm. some of them yielding six to 8%. Um, but I, I love a one and a half year treasury for almost 5%. I think you'll get a, a, a rally in the treasury bond once the Fed is done. And I think we're heading for a recession for sure at this point. Mm -hmm. um, the Fed is, they're fucking ridiculous. They have no idea what they're doing at this point. Um, I, I, I talk to people in real estate all the time. The market's shut. It's, it's, they're creating enormous global imbalances. It's, uh, it's, it's just a, a horrible way to run a country where we force people out of work and out of homes as a policy to try to fight inflation caused by a war. And I think the war is going to end in the next three months, maybe six months tops. And I think China is going to change their COVID policy. So, you know, there's a lot of positive on the horizon. And so for investors to try to time tax loss harvesting now, I think is a high risk venture versus you could have easily done it a couple months ago. You know what I mean? Which we did. Mm -hmm. And then the, the second question was the stock buyback. I mean, don't you think Tesla should- I don't think it's relevant. I don't think it'll help it the stock. I don't think they can buy back enough stock to support the stock. And it, it, it'd be almost a sign of weakness to do it. It's a signal Are though. You? It's a signal that you think your stock is cheap. I think it would do a hell of a lot of good right now. The, the one knock people say is, well, they always announce these things like during earnings. That's not true. When they split their stock, they announce it after earnings and they have board meetings every month. So I think now with the stock being so cheap, this would be the time to do it. I wouldn't think it they certainly have to would be smart for Tesla to do it. It would, send a signal. It, it would send a signal that they're better traders than Elon. 
right? Because then Elon forces the stock down and Tesla buys it back cheap. That's super smart. As an investor, I think that would be a smart move for Tesla because the only reason the stock's down is because Elon sold the stock and then they could just suck back that same stock. Exactly. Yeah, that's a smart trade from Tesla. Maybe that's something that they'll look at um, and that would make sense. But I don't... I don't really see that as sort of like solving our issues, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't. But it's yeah. one. It's one thing. And as you said before, 2023 has so many positive catalysts. Mm -hmm. This would be the time to send the message that, hey, look, we've got Cybertruck, we've got the, you know, call it the thirty thousand dollar vehicle. You got FSD. You got all this stuff that's going on. Actually, this would be the time to do it. Just like 2019 would have been a great time to do it. I agree. And I think 2019, they didn't have the money, obviously, but no, you know, today they do. And, yeah, today they do. And, and once again, I'm an opportunistic investor and I would think it would be smart for Tesla to do that today. If that's the way they're thinking, um, I, I would have no problem with it as a shareholder. I don't think it addresses the real issue. What I really think is that companies are companies. And if Tesla does what it's supposed to do next year, the stock will be at $400 and investors will be rewarded for dealing with this crap. So the next yeah. question, and that's the last one for me, is the, the compensation compensation package for, for uh, Elon that's going to be announced shortly. Do you think this is an opportunistic moment to do it? Um, because that will bring a lot of noise again. And um, you know, you would delay. I certainly it. don't think this is a great time to bring up. I would wait. Compensation I would wait. Tesla, right? I would do the buyback first, and then yeah, delay until you give you give the shareholders some positives. I wouldn't do it now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, but once again, they don't really have comms people, so who knows? But the board, look, the board should have some people on there with common sense that hopefully somebody would say, "Hey, this isn't the right time to be doing this." And look, with the stock down so much in the last three or four weeks. I just think the buyback should be very front and center over the next two months. You know what, Gary? I would argue also because of the tax law changes, it makes a lot more sense for them to buy it back now versus next year. Yeah. And, and actually, let me rephrase this. Every major tech company should be buying back tons of stock right now because stocks, they're all buying back at the high but then when their stocks get cheap, they don't buy the stock. And yeah. then they're going to have to pay taxes on it next year when things are good. And then they buy it back at the yeah. high again. You should Every major company should be buying stock back right now for the next yeah. two months. And maybe they are. And they're just yeah. not saying it. But that I, why would you pay 1% tax when you could just do it right now at the market low? Yeah. Makes sense. Right, look, I got to run. Alexander, any more? Bloomberg. Yeah, no problem at all. I was going to ask any closing thoughts from Alexandra Gary. Gross, Alexandra, good. Yeah. Gary, any closing thoughts? Nope, thank you. Well, I, I think we yep, should maybe Ross. schedule this as like a monthly psychological period of time yeah. for therapy for Tesla. We should. we should start a show called it. Tesla Therapy where <laughs> Tesla shareholders can go and, to get through the volatility of our founder. And Gary will make the merch for it. That's it. How about that? Yeah. And, and put it, <laughs> move it, move it, it on Twitter soon. Yeah. <laughs> Gary will mold them into a soothing happiness and i'll just remind and them you'll that call him hey baby again crazy guy so just remember that's why we take profits you know everybody gives me shit for taking profits i'm like yeah well that's why i do it I'm thank good. you guys very much bye guys yeah no yeah, i really you really guys. appreciate thanks you guys great discussion thank you everybody love you guys yeah bye everybody thanks thank you thanks bye so bye. much bye thanks a lot Ross.